Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas. Of course, we're still on season eight, and I have an amazing special guest here on the show. If you guys have not heard of Jamal Pratt, this is going to be an amazing introduction for you to learn about this wonderful actor who's done great things in the community. He's a 24-year-old Shreveport, Louisiana native. He graduated from Huntington High School, the class of 2016. He moved to Hollywood, California a few years after graduating to study acting at the American Musical Drama Academy, which is also called the AMDA. Now, Jamal is a professional actor residing in Los Angeles, California. He has been featured in various national commercials, network channels like the History Channel, Discovery Channel, Amazon Prime, etc. He's currently working on a few projects that will be released in 2023. Jamal began his acting journey in his hometown Shreveport with local theater company Lumpy, Lumpy Grits Artistry, directed by Cherie Gray, where he was an actor, but also helped with production casting and assisted directing. LGA helped mold Jamal into the performer that he is today, and he is much appreciative of the opportunities that LGA bestowed upon him. Jamal, is long his long-term goal is to be able to give back to his hometown community theater companies and inspire young and old generations to step out on faith and to chase their passions and not fall into the system. And so I'm excited to have Jamal here. I think this is gonna be an amazing opportunity for y'all to learn more about him and his career. And thank you so much for making time to be on the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, Jerio. Um, again, I just want to say I appreciate you for the opportunity. Uh, definitely a dope platform. Um, and I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. One thing about me is I like to have a good time and a laugh and just kind of talk about things that I think many people need to hear, especially um, young actors or young African-American men who are trying to pursue this career in acting. I think you can definitely help so many um, of those individuals, especially from your city in Shreveport, which for many of my listeners, um, currently that's where I reside. I'm originally from New Orleans. So it's great to have another person from Louisiana and especially from a city I live in to kind of tell his story. So we're glad to definitely have you here. Absolutely. 318 all day. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I never even changed my number. I kept my number the same. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I had a 504 number for so long. And so that's why a lot of people with my actual Instagram name, that's why I have 504 at the end of it, because I always will represent oh, okay. my city. But no matter where I go, I'm, I'm still New Orleans city. for sure. <laughs> still New Orleans for sure. We're repping Shreveport, Louisiana all day. Just Louisiana in general. You know, we're the best state that there is. You know, we got the best food, best everything, so... Well, I, I have to agree, y'all. Now, anyone from our other states, don't get mad, but we do have the best food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jamal, I created some questions for you that I thought would be really cool for everyone to kind of get to know you. So, if you're ready, I'm going to kind of jump right into them. Yeah, All sure. Right, so, can you tell us what makes you feel inspired or um, makes you feel like you're living your best self or being your best self? Hmm. Um. I would say as a, just as a person, but also as a performer, um, gratification, um, you know, the thought of being able to touch someone in a positive way or just, you know, 
just give somebody something positive. Um, and you can get that just from conversation that you may have had with them or something you may have did on stage or just your life just expired, inspired them, you know, um, just that gratification to know that, you know, I, I did something to help someone out, you know, and that's a good feeling to have. I agree with that. And in my personal career, that's one thing I love about just counseling itself. And it's not for me, of course, to say, oh, I helped change mm-hmm. and shift someone's life. Um, I always tell people, I'm just giving tools right. and it's up to the actual client to use it and implement it in their daily living. But it is a great feeling when you can sit back and you see someone years down the line, and you're like, wow, I just can't believe I played just a small role in their success, but they literally wanted it for themselves and look yeah. at how much greater their, their life and their expectations are. And I feel like you're right. Acting is very similar. Um, when you right. really get, go back and look, um, at the work that you've done or if you see a commercial and I've seen some of the stuff you've done it's like oh wow it's like oh look that's Jamal and it's just like that's a great feeling mm-hmm. I know when you see it you have to say man this they only know how many hours it took for me to right. record this <laughs> right or I hated that shirt why did they make me wear that Ugh. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times because I used to do background work and extra work and I remember they're like mm-hmm. back to one I'm like can I go back to the house? Cause this back to one driving me nuts. Like it literally <laughs> wore me right. out, but it was a great experience. You know, Starting you start over. learning, you know, like yeah. you have to get up at four or five in the morning to be ready on set. And you may not leave till six, seven o'clock, but the great thing is when you see the end production, yeah. like, Oh wow, that they did all this and that's all I got. Okay. Well, cool. <laughs> but yeah, right, you did exactly. a great job. Acting is definitely something you were meant to do. So I, I really want to commend you for that. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. No problem at all. So the next question I have for you is, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life thus far? And the second part of that question is, what was your life like before learning it? Hmm. Um, You know, in life, you just learn so many different things. Um, I think the main thing for me that that I learned was never get comfortable, um, never get comfortable with people, never get comfortable with life situations, uh, things that you have because people change, situations change, um, you know, everything can change. And in a matter of just time, you know, you can work, have, you know, the life that that you thought that you wanted, you know, you got everything lined up, uh, everything could go so perfectly. And then with a blink of an eye, it can be loss, you know, um, you know, in situations, sad to say, but, you know, people pass away, um, you know, and that's something that you can't change. Um, but that's something that happens in life. So I, I just I just got into a space, you know, just to never feel comfortable and always play like I'm about to lose my very best guy. That was something I learned in marketing. Um, I have I had a marketing firm back in 2019. And one thing that I always learned was to play like you're about to lose your very best guy. If your very best guy, the guy that you're depending on, your right-hand man, were to walk out on you today, you know, what would you do? What, you know, what what would your life be like? How would you be able to move forward and progress? Um, so if you get so comfortable with just knowing, oh, I can depend on this person or I can depend on this or I know that I have this, um, 
you know, you're you're never you're never going to be able to accelerate because you're you're in the comfort zone, you're in the box. So I, I just that's that's important to me. Never get comfortable and wherever I'm in, I, I always want more, I always uh want to do more, I always want to better myself. So yeah. I really want to commend you for that statement because I think a lot of times people do get comfortable and complacent when they reach certain pinnacles mm-hmm. of success that they've set for themselves. And so for me, I, I love to do vision boards, but I update mine each year. And even within the year, if I have to revise a goal and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what, this is what I thought I would do in three months. But in actuality, I'm putting more pressure on myself than I really don't need. Then right. I can actually go back and look and say, hey, you know what, this is something that I can look for um, for myself. And it's not a New Year's resolution for myself. It's more of this is a lifestyle choice and this is something I want for my life. Right. And even with the guests on the show, I will tell you, like, there are some mm-hmm. major people. I'm like, I don't think they ever would be on this show. And one of my favorites was um, Les Trent from Inside Edition, who I've always admired. And when he said, hey, I want to do it, I'm like, really? And I always tell people, I'm like, I was the most nervous mm-hmm. with that interview probably than any other interview because we hadn't talked until the actual day of. And so when you're literally, it's like a cold <laughs> read for actors, like, you're like, what do I do? And yeah, was so welcoming and professional and just a great human being. And so it just right. told me, hey, I'm the one putting the pressure on myself. He's not. And just have a good time and just laugh. And we did. We talked about food and everything, which is my favorite subject. And so. <laughs> yeah, that's mine, too. Yes, was like, what are we doing here? But we kind of talked about Chopped. And I was like, I love that show. And that is one of my favorites to watch. And so we just had a great time. And I just remember that moment. And it just reminded me, hey, any goal you set for yourself, as long as you are, you know, steadfast and you have a strong belief system in what you're doing. And then you also need to be emotionally aware of the people you surround yourself with, um, because they can definitely have an influence yes. on your behaviors and, and what you see in your life or what you maybe will reject based on their opinions. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's what Jamal is saying. Hey, he surrounds himself with good people, and I do as well. So that's what he's telling you guys. Surround yourself with the right people. And I always tell people as well, please read your contracts. That's so important. Yes, definitely reading those contracts and and just making good connections. Um, It's very important to um, put yourself out there and and network, ask questions. Um, I think for myself, I've always had a student mentality, no matter what line of business I've done. I've done a little bit of everything um, for work wise. And I just always put myself in a better position because I've always wanted more, always wanted to learn more. I always wanted to ask questions. Um, and I just always just wanted I wanted to be on I'm super competitive. So I've always wanted to be the best in whatever I've done or do. Um, so I think that, you know, and that's another thing of, of not getting comfortable because you can get comfortable and, you know, being the best at what you're doing. And then someone can come in and, and you know, and completely take away that shine. And how are you going to get that shine back if you're just, you know, staying in the same position or if you're just content where you're at, you know, so always play to win. So you telling me we have to have a competition. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, man, I'm always open for a competition. <laughs> 
okay, so he's telling y'all he's about to lose in a few minutes. I'm gonna throw him off in a little bit. All right. <laughs> All right. I love that. I love competition as well. So let's kind of talk about your best compliment that you've ever received. Do you remember who told you the compliment and how did it make you feel receiving it? The best compliment I received. Okay, so I I am so awkward when it comes to compliments. Um, I, I completely, I don't like receiving them. I do give them out all the time. Um, but just receiving a compliment for me is always so cheesy. Um, but I do remember, um, this one lady, it was an older lady. She had to be like in her sixties and she just came to me and she was just kind of just like just staring at me, standing in my face. And I was kind of like, okay, what is this lady doing right now? And she just stood in front of me for a little bit and she said, how are you, young man? And I said, I'm doing well. How are you? And she said, I'm doing well. She said, I noticed you smile with your eyes. And I was like, really? I I'd never even heard of it before. And uh, she was like, you smile with your eyes. And she said, that's very welcoming. And it's, and it's a very pleasant smile. And it just shows that you're a genuine person. Um, and for that, that was something I, I never heard before. And it just made me feel really good to know that I didn't even have to say anything. I didn't even, like, I didn't know what to expect this, this lady to say to me. But it was just, I was just in the store shopping with my headphones in. And, and she just looked into my soul when she was looking in my eyes. And she noticed that I was a genuine person just simply from my eyes. Uh, the way that I smile with my eyes. So I thought that that was something that I've never heard before. And I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and I kind of looked it up to see, like, is that like an actual thing? And uh, I think it's called uh, Dushin smile or, or smizing. Um, it's like a real thing. You can smile with your eyes. And I never knew that before. So I think that was probably my best compliment I've ever heard or one I can remember. It actually is called smizing. Um, Tyra yeah. Banks coined that term on America's Next Top Model. She kept using that because I have a friend of mine who was actually on season 11, Jocelyn Pennywell, who I'm good friends with. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. Jocelyn, i never forget when she tried out for the show and we, we actually met in acting class many, many years ago. And so when I finally saw that she made it, I was just so excited for her. But yeah, Tyra Banks actually talks about smizing and all that all the time, which I think is a great thing. I think it's it's more of a squint for a lot of people, but you can still find a way to connect. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, modeling and acting, sometimes you right. have to play roles and you have to be able to sometimes even find a way of frowning without actually creating wrinkles in your face. And because that can definitely look awkward on camera. Right. And I feel like there's a different type of acting. People think when you're angry, you're shouting. I'm like, no, there's a different way you have to actually change your tone, the intonation and the way you speak. And that builds a connection. So I would say I'm gonna exactly. give you a compliment. I think your voice is very inviting because when you talk to people, like you can hear like there's a sincerity in what you're saying, but it's also you being able to speak firmly and be sincere. Mm. And that's a hard quality to have for many people. Some people can sound harsher when they're being stern or saying something or Maybe yeah. they may be more soft-spoken when they're trying to be, you know, able to share their experiences. But I feel like you have that quality, um, very similar like what Denzel Washington has when he speaks. Like, you you definitely feel him when he's speaking, no matter what role he's in. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a strong connection. So I will definitely give you that. That is a great yeah. connection. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll definitely take that. I appreciate no that. No problem. <laughs> See, what I'm doing is I'm buttering him yeah. up before I beat him in a competition, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel something coming. I don't know what it is, but I feel it. Good. I, you need to feel it because you're going to feel it's lost in a little <laughs> bit. All right. <laughs> all right, you guys. So I have another fun question. Now, this is one I do ask all of my guests, but I actually pinpointed yours to a specific age. So um, if okay. you could actually turn back time and maybe talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell 18-year-old Jamal? Hmm. 18-year-old Jamal. Man, you know what's crazy? Um as I look, every time I look back, and I'm I'm 24 now. Um, geez, I'm 24. I can't believe I'm saying. I'm 24 now, and I just think about each year, like, you change so much. Like, the 18-year-old me compared to the 24-year-old me, or the 24-year-old me compared to the 30-year-old me. Um, you know, at the age of 18, I thought I literally had everything figured out for my life and how life was and how everything is going to be. And... By 19, it was completely different. Uh, what I what I would say is worry less. Um, I'm such a overthinker and I'm very I always wanted everything to kind of be planned out. Like I wanted everything to be exactly the way it's supposed to be in my head. Um And I think that I would tell myself to worry less. You know, you can't have everything figured out. It's not possible. Uh, Live in the now. Live in the current moment that you're in um, because you're only going to worry yourself to death. And no matter if you worry for it to go the the right way, it could go the wrong way. Or no matter if you're thinking that it's going to go the wrong way, it could go the right way. You know, so I think telling myself to worry less would definitely have helped me at that age to navigate through life um, because you can't, you can't have everything figured out at all. And I think that was my problem at, at that age point in my life. Um, I thought I had everything figured out and I thought I knew everything. And sometimes I catch myself in those moments now where, you know, I'm still worrying or I still may think that I got everything figured out, but I just kind of have to tell myself, you know, and I'm, I'm a spiritual person. Um, just have faith in God and God is going to direct your path. So, you know, if, if you're going to pray, because I pray a lot, if you're going to pray, you can't be worrying. If you're worrying, you, you shouldn't be praying, you know? So I think that's something I would tell myself to worry less. You can't control everything. You were just in my head. My grandmother always said that growing up, that was the actual phrase she would say. And then also, you know, um, you have to be focused on yourself and the experiences that you grow with others. And I, I think you're Absolutely. correct. Like you said, if you're worrying about it, you shouldn't pray about it because you're not giving it to him to be able to, to be in control of your, your destiny. And we all have free will and we all have the right to learn and to make choices and decisions. And I feel like it's so important, um, especially at a young age for people to be able to understand the experiences they're having. I remember when I was 18 years old and it was a pivotal year for me because that was when I went through some of the toughest moments in my life. And not too long after turning 18, um, I had two years of college and then Hurricane Katrina happened. And so 
you know, I'm definitely, like I said, most people know I'm definitely closer to 40 than I, I feel. I feel younger in the inside and people think I look younger, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm getting up there and I just have to just remind myself of I'm grateful to be here. I have no problem saying my age and saying who I am and what I experienced because that has given me a lot of comfort to know I'm still here when there's someone who has not been able to get to this part in their life or maybe things have happened that have shifted their life in a different direction. So yeah, I'm very grateful for my experiences, but I'm grateful to talk to people like you because I get to learn so much about everyone else's journey. And the great thing is, especially people who are going down some of the same paths, then we can still get to our stopping point, but we just have different avenues of getting there. And so it's just a fun thing to talk to people who are completely different sometimes than my own experiences, but that we still have a very similar goal and the goal sometimes can, can help guide us in such an amazing direction. Yeah. I love that. All right. So Jamal, this is a fun one. I want to see how you're going to answer this one. So what is one thing that you would never change about yourself? Hmm. Honestly, and I'll keep it simple. I would never change the genuine person that I am. I feel like um, as a child, as I, I, I was raised just to be honest, just to be genu- you know, genuine. Of course, you know, you know, <laughs> as a child or, or, you know, even as an adult, sometimes you may have, you know, tell a fib or whatever, but uh, just personally, just being a genuine person, um, I don't think I, I don't think I would ever want to change that. I, I love the, the person that I am and what I do in life, so. I love that, that's a great answer. I think if I had to answer that question, I would say to never lose my sense of humor. And it's the funniest thing, cause you can't physically see me at this moment, but a lot of times when people are around me and one of my coworkers, she tells me this, she's like, you have like, you have a straight face when you're saying something and you're saying something so funny. And she's like, but your face didn't move. And I'm like, well, I mean, I love comedy and I've seen some of the best comedians (laughs) and like Bernie Mac was one of my favorites. And like, he could tell a joke and like, he has, why is he not making a face? And like, it just, I just started mimicking a lot of comedians. And I used to watch Comic View growing up and the Kings of Comedy and Queens of Comedy. And so I feel like I want to be a comedian. Of course, that's the last part of my life I will you know, counsel as long as I can, but I want to go and do stand up and just have a good time. And so that's my goal in the future. And most people, and they're like, yeah, they're like, Wait, you can make crack jokes. I'm like, yeah, if you only knew what was in my head, I could light you up right now. And then people just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you be fine people up, huh? <laughs> oh, I light them up. I mean, my, my family knows because I was really young. I used to, <laughs> to run around the house. I'm telling them myself, you guys. I'll be in, in literally in my pampers running around and someone would fall. And I'm like, that's good for yourself. And they're like, why are you saying that's good for yourself? And then I would just start laughing and just running around and, and just making up little statements and stuff. And so people would just always have a good time with me because I always have people in stitches. And so that's one of my strong points. <laughs> I love a person to laugh. That's, that's my favorite funny. thing. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah. And laughter is good for the heart. You know, it's good for your soul. Just laughter can literally, laughter is really healing. You know, sometimes you just need to laugh yourself out of situations. You know, you can just laugh 
just to make yourself feel better about what you're going through, laughter is, is medicine. So, yeah, I agree. It is. And when I check my bank account a lot of time, I just start laughing. I'm like, maybe I can <laughs> I laugh a little bit harder. It might actually build something in there. I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. All right. So let's kind of talk about your turning point in your career. So what was one of the biggest challenges in your profession where you realized, I am meant to do acting and I'm finally reaching a turn in my career where I feel the most excited and I know I'm doing the right thing. Hmm. So, you know, and I, hopefully you don't mind. I'll share a little backstory onto how I got to this point. Um, I moved to California to pursue acting. I went to school at AMDA, um, I was in AMDA. I didn't graduate from AMDA. I I went to AMDA and I felt that I didn't want to continue to Santa school. Um, And I was in California on my own. You know, I was 18 years old. First time in California um, and first time alone from family, just by myself on my own. And for me, I was like, I gotta, I gotta make some money so I can be able to eat, so I can be able to provide, you know, shelter for myself, um, toiletries, everything I needed. I needed to make money for, but it was to the point to where, you know, I, I was getting those checks from school, um, but those things ran out so quick. So I got into doing all different types of um, work and retail. I had three jobs, um, trying to survive just to be out here. And um, I was still going to school at that point, but then I decided I need to take one of these jobs serious so that I can be able to um, not be running around and going crazy because I'm just working so much. So um, I stayed at one of my retail jobs um, for a little bit, and then I just figured I, I, I want a little bit more. So I got into marketing and sales and I did marketing and sales for a door to door company. Um, well, we started off doing door to door, but it was pretty much a management training program and it allowed you to start off an entry level to work your way up to, um, ownership and, uh, independent, become an independent, uh, distributor, corporate distributor. Um, so I, I achieved the level of becoming a, um, basically a CEO within, I want to say 11 months, I moved to Florida I had my team with me. I, I took seven guys with me. I, I got promoted to assistant manager in the office with 21 guys, but I took seven of those guys with me to Florida. Um, and we went out there to take over the territory. We, we, we were ready to crush it. And we got out there and I just wasn't in a good place. Um, I was so stressed out. I was so overwhelmed. My team wasn't doing good. And since they weren't doing good, it was a commission type of job. So if they're not producing, I'm not producing, I'm not making the money. And if my if I'm not making money, of course, the business is not making money. Um, so we can't continue to have the business. Um, so I decided to, well, my team, first off, my team complete, completely left me. Everyone dropped one by one. I was so hard on them. And if any of them do listen to this podcast, I want to say to them, and this is a side, but I want to say to them, I really apologize um, at the time and age I was at that time. I was 21. I had the big head. You know, I thought I made it. 
and I got comfortable and complacent and I didn't want to um, I didn't want to go back to A and, you know, make my business what it's supposed to have been. I got so comfortable with where I was at um, and it made me be such a mean person to my team. Um, I was I, I just would do things that I would not recommend or look up to as a leadership um, or as a leader type of person. Um, so anyway, um, I was doing that and my business wasn't doing too well. So I decided to close down the business and I was in uh, Florida at this point and I pretty much lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my car. Um, I lost my business. I was in a relationship at the time. I lost that. Um, and I was just like, I need to get back to California so that I can be able to start over as much as it hurts to start over it's very crucial to go back to one and start back from the top. Um, so I moved back to uh, California, I moved in with my mom actually in San Diego and I got into, um, a different type of marketing business. And, um, I was pretty much doing cold calls instead of, uh, doing door to door. And I just noticed, like, I just wasn't happy. Like I was making money. Um, but I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. So I was like, man, I didn't move to Florida or to here to just continue to be in an uncomfortable and not satisfying situation. So how can I change my situation? Right. Um, and the way that I was able to change my situation was to think of what I would do every single day for free. Um, what would I do every single day for free? That would be what I love. And what it was is acting. I love acting so much that I would do it for free. Now, um, you know, of course, bills had to be paid. So, you know, that's not something that, um, you know, you just would just do anytime, anywhere for free all the time. But of course, that's just something I love enough. Simply put to I would do it for free if I needed to. Um, so I, I, I decided to get back into acting October last year. Um, I quit my job. I was in marketing and sales. I quit and I was just like, I just need to go ahead and and, and just go full on. I got an agent, got some headshots, start auditioning. And I literally haven't done any, I, I wasn't doing any acting from um, 2017 till 2021. Um, and I literally picked up last year, October, and just ran from the ground up. You know, I, I got some commercials. Um, I got picked up for some um, some shows. Um, I just been doing a lot of different things that um, I wasn't doing, and I feel so happy. I feel so much more free now doing it, um, simply because it's what I love to do and it's what I wanted to do. Um, and I feel like my turning point was just noticing that I'm doing something every single day that's not making me happy. So I need to do something that's going to make me happy. I had to analyze my situation and realize, you know, you're just working to make someone else's career better, right? If you're working in, in corporate America, you're working to make somebody else money. Um, but you got to, at some point, work to make yourself money or just to make yourself happy. Take money out of the equation, but just make yourself happy. And I feel so much more free not having to, you know, clock in, punch out, you know, take take over um, the team meeting or, or train. You know, I, I love that stuff at the time. And don't get me wrong, I can go back and do it and be the best at what I do. But 
it just wasn't something that I really truly love. And I felt that I wasn't being happy and I needed to get out of that. So that was pretty much my turning point, just noticing that I need to do my passion. You know, I'm, I, I wasted, well, I wouldn't even say wasted, but I spent a lot of time getting knowledge for the world, um, doing the sales and marketing aspect and learning how to, you know, just have conversations with people. And it definitely, definitely helped me with my, um, you know, public speaking and, you know, just being comfortable around people, which I think that that was a tool also for acting. Um, but I just wanted to get back into the craft, being in front of the camera, being on stage, you know, making someone smile by me delivering a performance that, you know, was stellar or what, whatever they needed. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. I know that was a lot um, and I kind of got off topic, but I kind of just wanted to piece the, the puzzle together because I wasn't just doing acting this whole time. Um, I did a lot of odd jobs and it literally took me you know, this whole time to really just notice, you know, I've been here going on seven years now and I've really just been doing acting for one year and I moved here for acting. So, yeah. No, I think you were on point. I I really enjoyed you sharing that because it's going to help people to understand about following your passions. And I do want to talk about one thing you mentioned as you related to um, spending time and I always tell people it's important to invest your time instead of spend because when you can invest your time into something that means the most to you and then you actually are aware mm-hmm. of why you are actually doing what you're doing then it helps to reduce a lot of that stress like you said it can be overwhelming when you are working a job and you feel like I'm just existing instead of living or, you know, I'm doing this for someone else's needs. Right. And at the end of the day, you're like, what really was the point of me doing this for this long? And so I do agree with that. And I feel like I was still yeah. with counseling, even though I'm licensed and I'm in the field. I said, if I get to the point where I can't really help someone and I feel like I'm burning out more often than I'm actually able to assist, then I would definitely turn the, my license in. Like, I can't do it because I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt anyone. And I definitely don't want to do so much damage to myself that I can't get back to who I am. And so, um, yeah, we're going to have moments, even in our careers and our jobs where we get overwhelmed and frustrated. And that's when we start having meetings with ourselves. I like to call me times a meeting with yourself where you actually sit down, you look at your goals, you reevaluate where you are and think of it like someone who's buying a house or a car. You need to research and be aware of what you want and what you're not going to accept. And and then when you make the offer, then you actually can be aware of, I made this decision for this reason, and this is how I'm going to feel after. And I feel like that's the reward in and of itself, especially, like you said, with acting, you get to look at your commercials or have feedback from the audience or someone saying how amazing you did. And that helps to refuel you as you continue in your career. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that gratification part. Um, you know, it's it's just a it's a great feeling to and and, I, and I'm sure that a lot of actors or just performers in general um, and, and even I can even equate that to to your line of, of uh, your industry. Um, you know, just that gratification of knowing that, you know, someone you made someone's day or, or you you help, you know, change someone's situation or whatever, you know, just, just that feeling and that gratification of knowing that, you know, that, that was something that I contributed to, you know? 
it's a great feeling. It it's an amazing feeling, and so what's going to be even a better feeling than that is you about to lose what I'm about to give you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and you know what? You're speaking it, so you want it to be true, but we're going to back that up. All right, what you got? Well, I don't have the juvenile back the thing up song, but I do have a really good <laughs> <laughs> game that I like to play, which is. Um, I like to call it would you rather. So I'm going to give you two options and I want your first response to each one. And so you have to choose one. And then I might put you on the spot and call you out if I think you're just BSing us. So we're going to see. All right. So okay. would you rather get up early or stay up late? Why? Stay up, stay up late. I would stay up late just because for some reason I get a lot of fuel at night. And it's more calm for me. I feel like when I wake up early, it's just kind of like, oh, I mean, I do wake up early. But when I wake up early, it's kind of like, OK, I'm trying to just hurry up and get get started, you know, trying to get started. But at nighttime, I feel like there's no rush or there's no pressure to do something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I do know exactly what you mean on that. Um, I'm more of an evening night person. I, of course, have to be up in the morning, but. I feel like my brain really starts working really well around a good one or two o'clock. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm with it. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, in the morning, I'm like, I'm just trying to refuel myself. I'm like, cause I don't know if I'm already here yet. So it can... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So would you rather be rich and famous or just rich? Just rich fame. I mean, it, it, it's, it's cool, but it comes with a lot. Um, we look at some of the best, you know, um, artists or performers or whomever like they go through so much and that's only the things that we see we don't see a lot of the things that go on in the background um so yeah just just the money hand me the money hand me the check show me the money (laughs) money. (laughs) all right what about would you rather watch reality tv or watch a movie um, so this is funny because I actually watch, I, I watch a lot of dating shows. I'm so cheesy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I watch a lot of those reality dating shows. Um, and I learned so much from them. Like the craziest thing, like I learned so much from the reality dating shows or just the reality shows. And I feel like sometimes they can, of course, you know, the producers are going to egg it on and make it. Um, worse than what it is or whatever but I feel like there's a lot of learning points and you can also learn people just from watching them be themselves on a reality show so yeah so I'm gonna really throw you off on this one what reality show would you actually feel that you would do great on reality show I feel I'd do great on hmm <laughs> uh, okay, so have you seen the the show The Circle? The Circle The Circle is on Netflix and it's like you pretty much it's an influencer type of thing. So you don't know anyone, um, you guys can't see each other, you're stuck inside of like a studio apartment or, or whatever, um, for like a couple weeks. And throughout the process, you have the option of creating a character. Everyone is going to meet this character based on what or who you decide to go on the show as. So, for example, I can go on the show as myself 
and play myself, but change up a little bit about myself or make my make me seem like a different type of person. Or I can go in as as Jerial and I can, you know, act as if I'm you and try to get people to believe that this is genuinely me. But everything is through um, like a chat, like like a chat base. Um, you can't see anybody in person um, and you can't talk to them like vocally, like you can't hear them speaking. So you have to decipher if someone is really or genuinely that person or are they a catfish? And it, it's a really cool show. Um, they had the Spice Girls on the last season um, and they catfished as another person. Um, it, it was just it's just such a cool show. And I think I'll do great on that show, too, just because I've been catfish a lot. So I can I, I can figure out if somebody's a catfish or not. You probably couldn't figure out someone was a shrimp. <laughs> I'm playing with your mom. I got that. I got that. I and I can read between the lines. Stuff don't just stuff don't be adding up, you know. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's what he's telling us, you guys. All right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> All right, so I have another fun one for you. So would you rather give up your social media for the rest of your life or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life? Oh. Social media or dinner for the rest of my life? Um, I can't take to eat the same thing. So I would definitely give up eating the same. Wait, eating the same thing or giving up my social media? Yeah, I, would, I couldn't eat the same thing. So what would I have to do? Give up social media? I don't know. You tell me. Remember, I'm playing a game. I want to win, so I'm not telling you. Okay, I would. Okay, I'm I'm already winning, so you know, hey, um, <laughs> I would <laughs> I would definitely give up eating the same thing every day. I can't I can't do that. So, what's your favorite meal? Um, now I'm from Dirty South. I like me a, a soul food plate. Uh, I can do some fried catfish, some uh, greens, or they can actually I'll do cabbage. Some macaroni and cheese, some rice and gravy, and some um, some Hawaiian rolls. Now, tell me in Shreveport, what's the place that you would go to? Was your favorite to eat? Favorite place in Shreveport to eat? Oh, that's um um what's it called? Southern Classic. They got the best chicken. Southern Classic has the best chicken. The the best chicken in Shreveport, right? The best chicken just in general that I have tasted. Oh, yeah, see that. See that's the problem. He's not from New Orleans, you guys. So we're gonna let him slide. See this side, he's about to lose this competition because he's like he's literally trying to compare <laughs> New Orleans food to any other place. Um, but we're gonna let him slide on that. But Southern Classic is good. Anybody, anybody who has Southern Classic that I've taken or introduced to Southern Classic, they have came back and told me the same thing. It's the best chicken they ever tasted. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, you you need to go to New Orleans. We're gonna we're gonna get you to New Orleans. We're gonna get you to the right place. Okay. <laughs> okay. I hear you. <laughs> All right, so I have another fun one for you. So would you rather be the richest person in the world or the smartest person in the world? Knowledge is power, smartest person in the world. Okay. So would you rather have to speak in rhyme for the rest of your life or have to speak in riddles for the rest of your life? Rhymes or riddles. Um, That's interesting. Uh... I would say definitely speaking in rhythms. So you would do riddles, okay? Rhythms, speaking in rhythms. 
No, no, it was on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love how I love how he kind of changed that. No, it was. Would you rather speak in rhymes for the rest of your life, or have to speak in uh-huh. riddles for the rest of your life? Speaking rhymes. Okay, so speaking rhymes because it's like a rapper. Okay, so give us your best rap. Let's give give me an eight count. Ooh, okay, okay. My name is Jamal. I'm about to go ball. I'm trying not to fall so I can get tall. I'm going to the mall and then I'm gonna stall. This conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Was that eight? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you did good. I, see, this is what I love about your, and this goes back to what I say about your spirit. Like, this is why you get hired for jobs. And I really want to commend him on this, you guys. He had no idea that we were going to be doing any of this. So, so he's like, what at all. is going on? But I told him <laughs> I would throw him off at some point. So this is this is fun, and I feel like right? this is a personality that people want to get to know. So I want to really commend you for this, because this is, I think people are really going to learn a lot about you. So that. I only have one more would you rather, because I don't want him to be like, well, no, wait a minute. Um, would you rather be infamous in history books <laughs> or be forgotten after your death? Hmm. Infamous in history books. Or forgotten after your death. Or forgotten after your death. Um, mm, that's deep. I mean, I don't I don't want to be forgotten after. Yeah, I, infamous in history books. Infamous in history books. Who gonna put me in a history book? Well, I just did with that six count that you just gave us. I mean, it went eight, but we went along with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, infamous history because I feel like, like my whole life, I feel like my whole life, I just always wanted to make an impact in any way. Um, so, being able to have an impact in a positive way, of course, um, and and leaving that with the world, I'll be satisfied with that. See, he just kind of switched it up, you guys. I'm not going to let him have that because I'm about to win because I said infamous and he's trying to make the being infamous such a positive thing. <laughs> a, positive, a positive impact on the world. You're not, you are not Mahandas Gandhi. I'm not playing with you today. Like, really? This is what we're doing? All right. If I won, I won. Let's say If I won, I won. <laughs> In your mind, you won, but I think the audience, they will definitely be on my side. Black Canvas fans know I won this one, but we're going to let him go ahead. We're going to give him an honorable mention. You know, but you did no, okay. you did really well, Ashley. You did a really great job. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm all yeah, you know, I'm always about winning, so I appreciate it. You know. All right, DJ Kelly. I mean we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Funny. So Jamal, the last question I have for you. Can you tell our listeners where can they find you online and can you tell us any like tidbits of what's next for you so that way people can support you on your new ventures? Yeah. Um so I do have a couple things coming out. I can't go into detail um, about some of the projects, but I am also writing. Um, I'm writing something right now that I'm not sure when I'm going to publicly announce it or even put it out, but I am writing. Um, I am working on the project for Shreveport, actually. I'll be there for Lumpergrits Artistry 10th birthday so we're having a a type of reunion type of show in a way um 
So I'll be performing there and that's going to be in March. Um, and yeah, I, I got a couple projects that have already been filmed, but they just haven't been released yet. And of course, with the contracts, we can't talk about it. So uh, if you want to learn more, hear more, see more, you can follow me on my Instagram at the Jamal Pratt. And that's J-A-M-A-A-L. I hate when people spell it J-A-M-A-L or J-A-M-A-L-L. It ain't. It's J-A-M-A-A-L. Um, the Jamal Pratt and on Facebook as uh, Jamal Pratt. And you'll get more information there. I'm just very, very excited for where you're going to go in life. I just really see some positive things happening for you, even outside of the news you can't share with us. I just really see you winning and just in so many different ways in life. And I feel like I appreciate that. that's something I don't tell every guest on here. I can promise you that people know I'm a very honest person. I'm very good at discerning situations and people and being around the right types of people. Mm. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason for me not to reach out when I saw what you were doing. And I'm like, I want you on the show. And it wasn't just because you were from Louisiana. I felt like you had something different that not many people have. And I feel like that is what mm-hmm. creates an artist. And like you said, in, in artistry, you have to have the right spirit, the right belief system, and the right people around you to help you get to the next level and to still remain grounded in who you are as an individual. And Absolutely. So I think your mother and your family did an amazing job raising you and giving you these tools. But I think you ultimately didn't depart from that teaching because you knew what you wanted for yourself. And everything that has happened, your higher power, which you choose to call God, has gotten you there and he's still pushing you in the right direction. And so I think that that is a great quality that you can continue to hold your hat on. Don't lose sight of that. Keep it near your heart, because I feel like as long as you keep those tools, you can create any type of foundation and and be able to help to guide, especially our, our youth. Um, especially in the inner city, we need to start seeing more positive images and hearing voices like Jamal in our communities, because that will help us to get to a different level. And it's not just people of color. This is all races. We need to start seeing consistency and authenticity and people being able to share their truth and also support each other as other people in different industries. I'm all about supporting someone. You let me know you have something going on. I will share it, tell people, um, because that's what we need to start to do. Because guess what? There's room at the table for all of us to still shine and do great things. And I don't have any jealousy in my heart for anyone else. I love to see people win and do great things. So I just want you to do great things. I really appreciate that. And also, Jerry, I do want to say um, I appreciate you for this platform and just, um, you know, reaching out and extending an olive branch. I'll tell you this. Um, I've been asked to do podcasts or interviews and things like that. I've only done one and I felt like I bombed it. I was like, oh, this is horrible. I got to do better. Um, so I just shined away from it. I was like, yep, nope, not doing it again. And um, when you reached out about it and I looked into it and I was like, you know what, let me, let me do this. This seems like it's going to have a positive impact. Um, it, it seems uplifting. And I wanted to challenge myself to get uncomfortable with being comfortable um, with not doing interviews and not doing podcasts and things like that. So uh, I appreciate you for having me on and sharing insight. Um, 
I, I'm in good spirits after this conversation that we've had. And, you know, um, I appreciate the compliments and, and I look forward to seeing your success as well. Uh, and I definitely think that comedy is something that, you know, you, you should definitely get into. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of you and more of your podcasts and your shows. Uh, definitely am now a listener. So I'm, I'm on board. Well, we're so glad. I'm glad that you're here and supporting. And I want you to come back in the future. I have a third podcast I'm doing. I'm, I don't know why I have all these podcasts, but I love being able to share. Uh, <laughs> but the second one I have is called Space Between, which is like live performing. And I will have some new artists coming on you guys very soon on Space Between. But on my third podcast is Embracing Your Love Marks, which I host with Dorian. And I would love for you to come back in the future on that show where you can kind of talk more in depth about some really in-depth experiences, life traumas, things you really worked through and made your mark and how you found self-love within yourself and and how you've been able to spread that to others. So that is a new show, you guys, if y'all haven't checked it out, it is available on Spotify currently, and it will start to be available on other platforms very soon. Um, we've only released thus far our intro. We did an interview with Dorian and his partner. And then we also did an interview with the acclaimed actor, Mr. John Mitch, um, who I really have a great friendship with, great individual. And thus far, you guys, we're almost at 7,000 streams and we just started like less than a month ago. So it's really picking up and it's fun. Really great opportunity. Yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. Let me know and I'm on, I'm on board. I'm always down for the talk. All right. So I will definitely let Dorian know we're going to have you down definitely for next year. Early next year, we're going to have you back on the show. And I want you to continue to succeed. And I want our listeners to remember to let's remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Jamal. Well, you keep on doing what you're doing. You have my number. Reach out to me if you ever need anything, support. If you need a laugh, if you're having a rough day, you got my number. Hit me up. I'm here to support you. And um, let me know whatever you need from me. I'm here. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Jerry. All right. You have a great night. You too. Now take care. All right. Bye.